0: Welcome, 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 my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital and I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that gives you tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. We dive into all things business, entrepreneurship, and of course, digital marketing. You are listening to episode 91 of It's Simply Digital, and today's guest is Tina McQueen. Tina is the CEO of Kindred PR, and it's a full-service public relations company. And Tina and I get into an uncomfortable conversation that leaders need to have with their teams and why it's essential to practice active listening and be um, more inclusive and go in uh, a more inclusive direction with their teams. So listen in. Hey, Tina, welcome.
1: Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. and I'm excited to be here.
0: Um, Well, okay, I'm going to just dive right in and get to some of the questions that I have going on in my head, because I know that you contribute to multiple magazines and articles in the past and right now recently, more recently to Entrepreneur Magazine. And so I know that the hot topic is inclusion, and I know that we were talking offline a little bit about that. And so I feel like that's so important right now with everything that's going on in the world. And I really feel like I want to get your take on it, and let's let's just have a conversation about that, and, and kind of fill me in like where you see um, companies and organizations going in In having those conversations with with their employees and with their their staff and you know, in the culture.
1: Yeah, it's such a good and big question. And I think that <laughs> uh, I think that what we what we've seen recently, as companies have had to take a stance on social justice issues like Black Lives Matter, Um, What companies have really seen is that they haven't done enough internally, many of them haven't done enough internally to create a culture of inclusion, and it really starts from within. So whatever messaging you have going out, it has to start with those conversations internally, which is a point that you just made. You need to start with your employees and you need to start with important and meaningful conversations that, uh, that will move your company to a more inclusive direction. I think that's what people are learning right now from the environment.
0: And how do you start those conversations? You know, I mean, I know you're saying it starts from the top and and goes down and obviously starts from leadership, but how do you start those conversations where you're sensitive to everybody's needs and and wants and thoughts and beliefs?
1: Yeah, I think that... One of the things that you need to consider is setting an expectation of vulnerability and the idea that you can be, these are vulnerable conversations and there's actually an expectation of vulnerability. If there's a need for vulnerability in these conversations, there's a need to say, I'm not going to get this right. And that scares me, but I really want to. And that's why we're having this conversation. Um, So having that come from both sides and having there be buy-in from leadership and from the employee culture around that sense of vulnerability and empathy that needs to exist first uh, is an important piece of the equation. Um, In terms of how to start, I think a lot of leaders are afraid. Uh, A lot of leaders are afraid to start these conversations internally because maybe they feel like they haven't done enough in the past, or maybe they don't know where to start, or maybe they feel like uh, they're, they're going to be insensitive or they have gaps that they didn't realize, and that's kind of the point. Kind of the point is that we do have gaps that we didn't realize, and that's why these conversations need to happen. Uh, and the time to start is is you know the best time to start is yesterday. But if you haven't done it yet, it's it's today.
0: Uh, I couldn't agree more, and I feel like you know I've I've been in the business world, and I, I'm an entrepreneur and have my own business right now and partner with all kinds of different people and i i feel like when i look back on my work history and where i've come from it's very stereotypical leadership that i've you know always been around and never were those conversations had in, in with me or with our teams in the past. And so I do feel like leaders have to be vulnerable because they are scared to, you know, I would, I think I would be myself, you know, like, how do I have this conversation and be sensitive to everybody here uh, and make sure that I'm not being offensive and that I'm including everyone. And so, I like how you said it has to be a two-way conversation. You know, you you have to ask for buy-in.
1: Absolutely. And actually, you make another good point because I think that the traditional structure is that it does come from the top. It's it's leaders that are talking down to employees about these these topics. And a missing piece, and something that I think we're learning culturally, is that there's there's actually, leaders need to step back and just listen, just listen to employees that are dealing with these, these very real issues. And that's, that's, that's the sort of the goal I think right now is to listen and to figure out where those gaps are um, and to really empathize on that level.
0: I agree. And, you know, I I talk about digital marketing a lot and, you know, one of the things that I always say in a lot of my messaging is you have to listen to what your customers are saying or your potential customers. You have to go where they are and you have to truly listen. So as a leader, if you're not listening to your team and you're not involved in asking those questions. You're not going to know. So you can't be so far removed from what goes on in the day to day. You have to really get in to the grind and, and be part of that. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. I think that, to, yeah, exactly what you said. You really can't be far removed from the issues that your employees are facing. Uh, you have to engage in those conversations and to give them a forum to speak to each other about things that are uh, that matter to them. So I think a great way to do that and something that we've seen from different companies, I, I had a recent conversation about this with um, Alexis Kerr, who's the head of multicultural marketing for Cadillac. Cadillac has a great, great program for this internally. And she uh, she talked about how they created a series of internal conversations that were sort of employee led and focused and aimed around education and advocacy, um, and they took on a life of their own. So where they started with the Black Lives Matter movement, they took on a life of their own. Where now they have, um, they're going to have LGBTQ conversations represented in this series, and people really feel heard and like they have a forum for expression and connection, which creates not only. You know, it, it's the right thing to do for the organization, but it also creates a community within the organization and support within an organization. When uh, companies are taking on a different role in people's lives, especially with the pandemic, we are having closer relationships with our colleagues uh, because oftentimes our colleagues are the ones that we're talking to now. Right. So it's it's a different world, and it's a you know it's kind of a it's a nice thing that's happening where we're facing the humanity and our colleagues in a different way. Okay. So
0: I'm going to play devil's advocate here for just a minute. And it's just to ask a question so that we could spark a conversation. So where does it stop? So, you know, if you you're trying to include and have these conversations, like you said, you know, black lives matter or LB. Okay. I'm going to get confused on all of this LG. B, T, Q. People say it differently. Yeah, whatever. Um, So like, where does it stop? Because, you know, how do you, you know, whatever you identify as with, you know, where does it stop where people go, Hey, I want to,
1: I want to have a conversation about me too. So where does that stop? You know, I think that there should always be a forum to have conversations. And in terms of like, I think what your question is, is where is the sensitivity going too far? Is that kind of right? Yeah. 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 Like, where where does it, where
0: does it end?
1: Yeah. You know what? I think honestly that people just need to be educated in like, everybody should go to therapy. We should all go (laughs) to therapy and everybody should be educated in how to practice active listening and validate people's feelings. Because I think that there is a level of heightened sensitivity We are so emotional right now in culture because nobody feels listened to or heard. Um, And and nobody is a broad generalization, but people are not feeling listened to or heard. So when you do create these forums, you're creating a place to validate feelings and where people can be safe, you know, saying, being sensitive and, and that's okay. I think that we actually just need to get a little bit comfortable being uncomfortable Um, so I think there's always room for these conversations. I I don't disagree, and one of the
0: things that I'm so passionate about is trying to, this is going to kind of lead to another conversation, but trying to understand that we are products of our belief, of our environment, of our parents, of our siblings, of our teachers, you know, everybody comes with a different set of beliefs, you and I might have similar beliefs on similar situations, but we might have totally different beliefs on other situations or other circumstances. And so seeking to understand rather than trying to get somebody to change their mind and see it your way. So asking those curious questions
1: and seeking to
0: understand.
1: Yes. I think there's a differentiation, an important differentiation between arguing to learn and arguing to win. Mm-hmm. And I think right now in our polarized environment, and honestly, this actually plays a lot into different marketing concepts, which maybe we can get into a little bit later. But but I think that we're so polarized right now culturally. And again, this is a broad generalization, but most people are engaging in, in these conversations as an argument to win rather than an argument to learn and to really consider the context from which somebody is, is developing an opinion. And that context is as valid as our own, because it is, it is the sum of everybody's experiences that led them to this opinion and this belief, and it's just as valid. So, um, I mean, there's, there's a level of some things are just not true, but, Uh, but feelings (laughs) are valid regardless. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's something that's missing culturally right now and, and, and within organizations potentially.
0: Um, I I've just noticed, you know, myself in particular, trying to not really, I love how you say having a discussion to, to understand versus to win, you know, to learn versus to win. And so I think, you know, you could be passionate about something you could truly firmly believe in something but that doesn't mean that somebody else has to believe the same thing that you believe and i think that that's where we have this division in our culture and in our society is that for some reason if you don't believe or think or have the same ideas that i do then you're wrong and there's no right or wrong it just it is you're different Your opinion is different than my opinion, you know, and it's just, it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And bringing that back to entrepreneurship and leadership, I think a lot of leaders make the mistake when they ask these questions internally to their employees, they already have an opinion about what they want the outcome of the discussion to look like and how they Mm -hmm. want that to play out in their organization. And they're not really asking the curious questions and open to however that that conversation needs to unfold. The best leaders are curious. They really want to know how people are feeling within their organization, mm-hmm. how you know, to, to innovate and change things and how to be better.
0: I I agree. And I think some of the best organizations, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of leaders and um, thought leadership and CEOs, all of that stuff. And I see, I think some of the best leaders are the ones that, that they don't set these like hard and fast rules and regulations. They go and they listen and they talk to everybody within the organization or as many people as they can. And they gather that feedback And then they provide like, these are what we're going to do. This is, this is what we're going to do instead of those hard and fast rules.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think to that same point, there's a reason that it's important to create an environment, for example, like Cadillac's model where they have a group of black employees that are participating in these discussions. They are led by black employees for and, and, that is it's not uh, an outsider saying, "Here's the problem. It's coming directly from those that are impacted by a particular narrative or issue. So sure. I think that's an important piece too. it's not it's not coming from somebody that's removed from the the problem,
0: right. right. They're within the organization, and they're they're part of what's going on in the culture yeah. and right. Yeah. What's going on. So uh, in your um, business, in your environment, what do you see, you know, I and, and go ahead and share a little bit about what you do um, so that you know, could kind of see like what you're seeing within the day-to-day environment of what you do.
1: Sure. So my company is Kindred PR and we work with primarily media and entertainment companies that are trying to Change the landscape of media and entertainment from the inside out. So, these are companies that are concerned about things like diversity and inclusion and representation in media. So, we work with production companies that work uh, to cast uh, actors and hire writers that are diverse uh, and can develop a full scope of uh, basically the the cultural experience for these stories. So uh, those are the kinds of clients that we work with and we are a full service communications firm. So we tell the story of how, how those brands are trying to innovate and push the, push the narrative forward.
0: And so how, how do you think businesses and brands can change that? How do you think they could, could create that culture and that inclusion and that diversity? Because, you know, I, I love marketing and I love the psychology behind marketing. So I'm always interested in what can you do to make those changes and make that impact on, um, on your particular, whether it's a client, whether it's a customer, whether it's a patient, you know, whatever it is, but on on your particular audience.
1: Yeah. So, so I think that, it starts with the conversation that you were having, you and I were having previously, it starts internally. Mm -hmm. So it starts with taking a real assessment of where you're at internally as an organization in terms of diversity and inclusion, having those conversations where you're truly listening to uh, your associates and employees, and then making some sort of public statement about, you know. Uh, where you align as an organization in terms of your goals and philosophies um, and your values and having that really defined uh, and having, you know, buy-in from your employees because they're a part of it. They've seen it happen within your organization and they know that you're aligned authentically. So then you can start making statements of support for things like Black Lives Matter um, and, then you can start really, truly being advocates out in the world.
0: Do you think brands lose um, followers business because they support one organ, one organization or another, or one, you know, particular, you know, movement or another?
1: I think that they absolutely can. And um, I in the same conversation with Alexis Kerr, Frank Cooper III, who's the global uh, he's the global head of marketing for BlackRock. He made this point to us that if you don't take a stance, that's the most dangerous place because you're irrelevant. So mm-hmm. really getting grounded in what it is that you value as a company so that you can comfortably make a stance and and be okay with, you know, the people that this aligns with, those are our people, those are our clients, those are the people that we want to serve, then you connect in a deeper way with those people, and it actually is a service to your organization.
0: And, I you know, I think the other thing that I think of through the eyes of marketing is, not everybody is going to be your customer or your client, and it's okay that that just means that there's another organization that's a better fit for them. And what you're trying to do is is define this this ecosystem that works for you. So when you do make a stand, when you do, you know, put out what you're what what you're promoting, what you're backing, what your beliefs are. It's okay to lose people. And I think uh, brands and businesses, they feel just like we do, just like human beings. You know, like I I don't want to lose a friend or I don't want to lose, you know, a relationship. But I think brands and businesses feel the same way too. They have that paranoia of, oh my gosh, this is, I'm going to lose customers because of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a concern. I mean, we deal with that with our clients. Um, in terms of how they can how they can broadcast advocacy if they feel like first of all they haven't done enough inter- internally like if you look at their diversity and inclusion numbers certainly some of them need to improve so how do you say i align with this movement when you really haven't done enough internally that's why it has to start there right. um and then and then in terms of that alienation question i think it it is something that people worry about and i'm I generally talk as a consumer advocate and as somebody that wants to humanize the consumer so that that brands are thinking about consumers not as an aggregate, but as individuals. How are they meeting a consumer in a particular moment? And how are they adding value to that moment of a consumer's life? But to your point, I think consumers don't do that for brands. They don't think about brands as there are people behind this organization that also care and are also human and have these same psychological, you know, complex emotions. And that's an important piece too. I think that we can be as consumers, we can be a little bit more far removed from the actual humans that are behind brands. So there's probably an interplay that needs to happen uh, between both sides. I, I,
0: it's interesting that you say that because it just kind of gets my head starting to think about how uh, we as consumers, and I'm generalizing here, but we think we deserve, or it's this expectation from a brand or a business. And granted, we all want great customer service. We want quality products. We want, you know, exceptional follow through and delivering and character and integrity and all of that stuff. But I think we forget that there are people behind these brands, just like you and I, that we're real humans behind these brands. And so, you know, that is a great point to make sure that we are very sensitive to, to that when we're, when we have these expectations.
1: Yeah. I think that's really what, that's really what marketers are saying when they talk about authenticity and how particularly Mm -hmm. millennials and younger generations crave authenticity or demand authenticity from brands. It's really, it's really saying, I want to know the humans behind these brands and what they stand for. And I don't want to be market mass marketed to. I want to. I want to recognize that this brand is a is a, a friend or an extension of me. Or a, you know, you made a point earlier in your Instagram about um, have, connecting with an aspirational version of yourself. That's mm-hmm. what that's what people are looking for in brands. It really is that humanity
0: yeah yeah i love that i i it's just kind of got me thinking you know uh when you're complaining when you're expecting something from you know customer service or whatever that these are these are human beings they might be representing the brand but they're still real life people you know that you're that you're dealing with and i think you know you you, you have this frustration, like some, a service has gone wrong or somebody didn't show up on time or whatever. And you have this expectation and then you want to, you know, let somebody know, but you could do it in a kind way. You know, you could, you could be firm, but still be kind and still share, you know, what your expectations were.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think consumers can do a better job too. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, Tina, tell my audience where they could
0: find you, where you hang out, how they could get a hold of you, and uh, you know, just a little bit of of where you where you are.
1: Sure. Um, well, you can get a hold of me on Instagram or cross social. My handle is Tina Mulqueen, just my name, and then my website for my company is KindredPR.com.
0: And I will make sure to link everything in the show notes. And it was so awesome to talk to you and and have this conversation. I feel like it was genuine and it was, you know, kind of a little, it was real, but it, you know, we touched on some sensitive subjects. And so I loved having this conversation with you. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much for facilitating it. I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with you. I really appreciated being on and the conversation was great.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's Simply Digital. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and share this podcast. It's the way that I am able to bring on amazing guests like Tina. And you can always reach me at itssimplydigital.com. And my email address is Lisa at com. Have a blessed day.